seeing. I knew I only had moments left before it would come. I knew as soon as I heard the soft snarl, the inward groan, the impatient footsteps. It was another day, and it would begin as the last several weeks' as days had begun. Come on, kid, just get up already. I snuggled into my covers ever more deeply as I grumbled out the same response I'd had for days now. No. It's already afternoon. I don't care. I rolled over, pulled back the covers, and finally faced my dragon's small, angry expression. I don't have to work today. I don't want to do anything unless I have to. My eyes narrowed as his softened. I know you've been upset lately, but staying in bed all day and doing nothing doesn't help. Doesn't help you, I corrected. I've caught up on plenty of the rest I lost during the school year. I've earned this break, Elysian. Summer vacation frees you up a lot. You could be doing something helpful to our cause. I returned the covers to their previous position, over my face. I don't care, I said. I've been doing enough work with Cheryl, getting ready for that indictment against the Flying Angels case. Your mother's mission to sue you and Starry Night is hardly the same thing as fighting the Sinisters, Elysian reminded me. I shut up out of my bed. Don't say your name around me, I screamed. Elysian flinched. It's a good thing your parents are at work and Adam's at his daycare, although they might have heard you anyway. In a smaller form, he jumped up beside me, wrapping himself around me like a scaly scarf, half in comfort, half in confrontation. It's been close to three months, he said. Are you still upset about what happened? My answer was a single glare, infused with all the powers of perdition. You told me you would forgive her. I snorted disdainfully. I said I would forgive her. I didn't say when. Elysian rolled his eyes before he sighed. At least go out today, he cajoled. You've been moping around, and it's not like you. I've been out plenty, I said. I went to Jason's the other day, and I had a date with Gwen, and I go to work every other day. I even go fight the Sinisters when and if they show up, though it hasn't been as much lately. You're faking it. Of course I fake it, I snapped. Faking it is a way of life for some people, and right now I've decided it's the best chance I've got for survival. Just go get coffee. You always feel better when you go to Rachel's. That's true, I muttered. If I go, will you leave me alone? I'll at least stop bugging you about getting up, Elysian replied. I sighed. That's good enough, I guess. Changing out of my pajamas and into my clothes made me feel like a robot. Every piece of clothing felt heavy, as though gravity had decided to add extra pounds to my atmosphere. Even as I walked to Rachel's cafe, my favorite home away from home, I felt my feet hit the ground as though it was punishing it for being so hard. It didn't help that I knew Elysian was scuttling around behind me. I could hear the whisper of his wings flapping against the summertime breeze. He'd been concerned for me, and on some level, a level that was just too deep for me to acknowledge at the time, it was nice to see that he did actually care about me and my heartache. Ever since Starry Night confessed her love for me, things have been different. Part of me was working through it still. It would have been easier to work through if she hadn't tried to get me killed at the same time. I knew I would forgive her. I could even understand. She'd just been trying to do her job by tricking Orpheus, the leader of the Sinisters, into handing them over in exchange for me. It was the kind of situation I would have even offered myself if we'd been proper partners and I could trust her completely. And that was the part that kept making me upset. Sure, I loved her. And sure, she loved me. 
but we kept getting in each other's way when it came to trusting each other. I still didn't know who Starry Night was in her regular form, for example. I wasn't sure she knew me, but I couldn't be sure. There were just enough moments and comments from her that made me suspect she might know. I pushed back all the sadness and uncertainty as I saw Rachel's cafe appear in my line of vision. Things seemed quiet today, I thought, checking the time. It was past the lunch rush, but I was surprised to see there weren't more people bustling around the shop as they usually did. I came up to the door and smiled. The 4th of July decorations were up in all the windows still. There were even some red and white balloons tied out front. My smile immediately disappeared after I tried opening the door. It wouldn't budge. Huh? I pulled again, wondering if it was stuck. Then I realized no one was inside. What's going on? I wondered aloud. 